Welcome to When and Where for Senior Care with Assistant Living and Memory Care Professional Denise Tollefson from Serenity Assistant Living and Serenity Memory Care in Dilworth. Well, happy post-Christmas, Denise, and happy New Year right around the corner. I know Amy got to mention this, but the Christmas card from Serenity was one of the best Christmas cards I've ever seen in my whole life. We were able to somehow get everybody, all of our residents on there. So, And we've been doing that for a few years, and maybe even selfishly it's for me. Like I just every year have this collage of, of my favorite people. But, um, yeah, it turned out pretty cool. I kind of feel like I would have accepted that Christmas card in poster size. I can work on that. <laughs> you have no idea what you just asked for. <laughs> I, I can believe that. Uh, you know, curious, did the the impending storm change some Christmas plans around there? I I think it was mostly okay. I was a little nervous yesterday with, like, the power flickering. <laughs> um, you know, I grew up in Ada during the flood of 97, so I just had these flashbacks of what, what that era look like and mm-hmm. hopefully it wouldn't be ruining anybody's christmas but we're all warm and we're all safe well there you go and of course with any great when and where for senior care you've brought an amazing guest into the studio with you carrie thurlow the president and ceo of leading age minnesota carrie welcome to the mighty 790 hi thanks for having me okay so carrie let's start with this if someone's never heard of leading age what is leading age Yeah. Leading Age Minnesota is the state's largest association of senior care providers like Serenity. Um, We have about 1,300 provider members throughout the state of Minnesota, all um, aimed at the mission of transforming and enhancing the lives of seniors uh, in Minnesota. Carrie, how do you get involved with uh, this organization yourself? Because clearly you've got to have a passion for it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I've been with Leading Age Minnesota for the past 17 years. Uh, For a bunch of that time, I led our advocacy and public policy efforts at the state capitol. But for the last two years, I've uh, served as the president and CEO. Um, I've come to this work. um, I'm actually a native of the Red River Valley, so have a passion for um, helping Minnesotans and, and improving the lives of seniors, especially in rural communities. Carrie, what are some statistics on the population of seniors versus the rest of the population in the state of Minnesota? Well, you know, I think um, we're in a really exciting time in Minnesota when you think about seniors. Uh, most people don't think about this, but it is actually the fastest growing population in Minnesota. Um, we've actually seen the growth of the senior population in this last decade. Uh, it, it far exceed the growth of the senior population in the last four decades combined. Um, and, you know, by the year 2030, about 20% of our population will be over the age of 65. So, you know, I think that sometimes, you know, in society, we, we have a lot of negative connotations with aging, but I think that it's really exciting when you think about all the wisdom and experience that we have in this state and the resource that we have. So um, it, it's a really exciting time, but it means that there are going to be massive changes to the way we approach uh, many aspects of life here in Minnesota as we have an aging population. Well, clearly, you know, the the, the whole COVID era, besides that, 
You know, there have been clearly technological advances, uh, even in the way that we see uh, how to thrive and how to, you know, keep ourselves active at all ages. Um, what what are some things that have happened in your industry the past few years that you've been really excited about? Yeah, thanks for that question. Um, you, you're right. We've certainly had our fair share of challenges uh, with COVID and with workforce challenges and whatnot. But again, I think we have some really exciting, um, we are on the, the precipice of many exciting uh, transformational changes. You know, the, the research as it relates to uh, advancements in treating uh, for people with Alzheimer's and memory care um, issues has certainly progressed at a rapid rate. Technology to help, uh, help people stay connected um, in particular has been wonderful in, in this time. And certainly technology and even extending and enhancing our workforce it is something that has been um, something that, that providers all over the state are, are really excited and, and, and looking forward to um, in, in, the, in the coming years. You know, I, I don't want to put a damper on this at all, but let's talk about closures of assisted living facilities in Minnesota as well. Yeah, how many have had to shut their doors in like the past year? Yeah. So as I said, you know, it, it has been a challenging time for senior care providers. Uh, fueled by uh, many of the same economic drivers that are impacting uh, other industries, workforce being the, the number one, but also increased costs to, um, as it relates to increased regulation. So in 2023, we saw uh, 67 assisted living closures. Um, we still see assisted living growing. Um, we still have had a net increase of assisted living providers in 2023, um, but we did see 63 closures. And when you put that in context with closures of other senior care settings, like nursing homes or home care agencies or adult day settings, um, it can have a huge impact on individuals and families that are looking for care at, at a particular time in their lives, especially in smaller rural communities. Oh, and Carrie, Carrie Thurlow, President and CEO of Leading Age Minnesota is with us. You hit the nail on the head. That was going to be my next question because I think a lot of people say, I would like to keep it as close to home as possible. Now, I also think about this. You take, a, you know, you take a, a facility that was open maybe 20, 30 years ago, and it's time to refresh and do some remodeling. It's not an easy case to just remodel a place and say, like, oh, listen, everyone, we're going to disrupt your lives for the next four months. Right. That's right. I mean, you, every provider in the state, and I would say especially leading-age Minnesota members, are, are first and foremost looking at what's best for the residents and the families. So one piece to take into consideration and probably the primary piece is what's best for the residents. Um, you know, the other piece to it is we have um, remodeling a senior care setting, whether it's assisted living or nursing homes, we have different building codes than your typical apartment setting. And uh, in most cases, more costly standards to adhere to. So it's also not an inexpensive proposition to to um, to kind of keep up with those codes as well. Are you seeing something in your industry right now where you've got so many different uh, locations that are trying to you know, meet that, that not only the demand but also 
the increase and like figure out, okay, what is the next step if we need to remodel? Are we building off site and moving everyone? I mean, the logistics there make my head start to spin. Right. Well, you know, we have very prescribed processes through state laws that uh, require uh, approvals with the state. Um, so there are lots of conversations because, as, as we already established, demand is there and it's growing. And at the same time, we have a shrinking workforce. We have about about 20,000 open positions in senior care settings throughout the state of Minnesota. So one of the biggest challenges that providers talk about is how do we meet this demand with a shrinking workforce? Um, you know, we're unlike any other sector that you can't just limit your hours or uh, close on a Sunday if you don't have workforce. We're talking about real lives here that require 24-hour seven care. Yeah, I, I mean, there's so many more facets than people even consider. And, of course, if you're part of that industry, you know that things change on a very regular basis. And, and they should be, and they have to in a lot of cases, and trying to get ahead of that. Um, I imagine everyone wants to know if you've got a crystal ball uh, in your office, Carrie, <laughs> and if you can foresee upcoming trends. And it sounds like you've you've got some data showing what the future might look like, probably look like. I'm curious to know, what should the public know about senior care right now, today? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing is to plan ahead. Um, you know, I think humans are, are humans, and we sometimes put off those uncomfortable conversations and plans because I think everybody's ideal situation is I'd like to live at home as, as soon as possible or as long as possible. But the reality is that the vast number of seniors, the vast majority, are going to require some form of formal senior care um, in, their, in their end stages of life. So having that conversation early, uh, talking about and doing the research and visiting local uh, um, senior care providers, getting on waiting lists is probably the most important. And then the second thing I would say is that, you know, this, this, <laughs> aging is something that is universal. And it's not something that we didn't know was happening. But I would just dare say that have conversations with others as well. It's one of those conversations that I think we all assume is happening. But I would tell you that it's not happening enough, especially with public officials in really talking about what the plan is for our aging, um, aging state. Um, so that would be the other piece of advice that I would give to folks is have conversations with public officials. Ask them what the plan is, um, because I think they'd be surprised that there, there isn't as much of a plan as people would hope. Carrie, you know, one of the things that I'm always amazed at when it comes to figuring out the next step in life is the fact that we really like to hold on to old myths about things and we like to <laughs> yes. perpetuate those in some cases and I can tell you the number of people I talked to who had these conversations especially over the holidays right it's a great opportunity to talk to mom and dad grandma and grandpa and say hey what's your plan what do you want to do but the people who thrive right when when you're able to grow into a place where it feels comfortable for you and maybe you're not worried about the things that you had to worry about before and it allows you to spend your time doing the things that you like rather than worrying about the things that might not even happen. That's spot on. I think that we all think about nursing homes of yesteryear 
And I can tell you that that is not at all uh, what we see in senior living today. They are active, vibrant communities uh, where I think providers really work at, at um, providing care that is really person-centered and individualized, but also really high-quality experiences. And I would dare say that if there was one lesson that we really learned during the pandemic was the uh, health costs of social isolation, especially for our seniors. And sometimes the, the greatest gift or the greatest choice can be to be moving to um, a senior care um, setting uh, when it's appropriate because it provides that community, that social interaction, uh, that connectedness that I think sometimes we lose later in life as we, as, as we sometimes become isolated in our own home. Oh, I, I mean, I think that, you know, I, I've never heard the, that term, the health cost of it, and you're absolutely incredibly right. And I mean, we're getting smarter every single day, right? We're adapting mm-hmm. and we're changing to what we need to do to make sure that everyone can live, thrive, and survive in the best way possible. Carrie, if someone is listening to this right now and they're saying, well, now I know a little bit more about Leading Age Minnesota, but they'd like some more information, how can they get a hold of your organization? Sure. Our website is www.leadingagemn.org. Uh, go ahead and go on that, that website. You can find um, all of our contact information there as well as information about uh, senior care providers throughout the state of Minnesota. It was really great getting to talk with you today, Carrie. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. And Denise, what does being a part of Leading Age Minnesota mean for uh, Serenity Assisted Living and Memory Care? Honestly, it is priceless. Um, You know, it can be a really hard industry, so just having the camaraderie alone. But they're advocates for places like myself, nonprofit, for-profit, big, small, um, anywhere in between um, that ultimately how legislation affects not only us as business owners, um, but also really the residents and like what is going to give them the best quality of care, um, provide costs, advocate for staff wages, all of the things. And having that resource and like that team, if you will, is incredible. And what's the New Year's party plan? I mean, you know appetizers we got the big screen projector screen so um watching some football and eating all the things because we're just not quite done with that season yet (laughs) i love that that's great and maybe somebody had a conversation and it's time to start uh, making plans for a tour to come over and ask some questions if they want to get a hold of serenity assisted living and memory care with those questions or to organize a tour how can they get a hold of you denise give us a call at 218-477- 7254 or visit us online at com. And if you missed any moment of when and where for senior care, we will have a podcast at kfgo.com after the show. Have a great New Year's, Denise. You too.